everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Uncorked Live. I'm Mel here with Karen. We're so excited this month, or actually we're a little perplexed, and we're excited to talk to you about it because we've been thinking and feeling so many changes. Mm -hmm. And what better time to, to bring that up than spring? You know, you're thinking about it. And we're talking about it. Uncorked Live with Karen Glasser and Mel Greenberg making the most of life's peak stage and sharing it all with you. Mel, it's March. How did that happen? I mean, it's the third month of the year. Oh my God. I don't know. It goes so quickly. It's, you blink. It's true. You just blink and it's over. And it's over. Well, so I think we, we need to drink to that, right? I do think so. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome back everybody. We talked about this and we talk about how we go through change. And I love the idea of being fearful or fearless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, which are you? I, I don't tend to be both. I don't know. How about you? I tend to be fearless um, and then think about it afterwards. You know, I'll, I tend to jump into almost everything and then revisit it because sometimes the things that I jump into, I shouldn't, but oh. I will say that I'm fearless. I'm, I think I am fearless. There is nothing that I don't think I can do. I agree with that. And I've always kind of approached my life that way. I figure all my brother, who's, who's a bit older than I am quite a bit, just in case he's listening, <laughs> <laughs> but we used to talk about this and, and he's someone who's researches and studies and learns and, which is awesome. And it serves him very well. And I'm would say I'm the one I'll jump off a cliff and, and know that I'll figure out how to fly before my sorry ass hits the ground. <laughs> and that, that most of the time works, I think. And I tend to do better under, um, well, we've said we, we love working by the seat of our pants. And even in writing, I'm a pantser, not a plotter. And I'm working with a, a writing coach, phenomenal woman, Kim Green, give her a shout out. And she says, I'm going to make you a plotter that kills me. <laughs> like, <"Hey, laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, I just, that's what works for me. And, yeah. but I think approaching change, I have felt differently and maybe part of it was COVID yeah. and part of it is aging, feeling right. more vulnerable and a little more um, apprehensive about change and what's coming. And I'm not so sure where that's coming from. I don't know. How about yeah. you? I don't know. I mean, the one thing that the quote that always comes to me is that the only thing that's constant is change, change. which is kind yeah. of one of those oxymoron kind of things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's constant, but it's, it's change, but it's true. I mean, I don't think that a day does not go by that I'm experiencing change, whether it's in my relationships or, or my work life or my family life and things like that. And I think that's why we thought this was going to be such an important conversation today. Do you think you just are more aware of it or in tune with it or paying attention to it because of where you are in your life. I mean, health staying with me, I've got a good 30 years ahead of me, 35 yeah, probably absolutely. based on a lot of my members and my family. If you think back 30 years, a lot happened in those 30 years. But when I think of where I am now and I think of that, it's like, Oh my God, there's not that much time. So do you, no, and I, yes, sometimes I do. And I think we talked about this last last month was that sometimes I looked at what's ahead of us is much shorter amount of time than, than where we came from. But I agree with you, like I'm 66. And I also believe I have at least another 30 years ahead of me. I have good genes and my parents, thank yeah. goodness, are, are still alive. And so 
it for me, I think the change is more obvious um, because there's health issues. And so it makes you think about things that maybe you didn't think about 30 years ago. You didn't think about um, somebody getting ill and that a, a family member or a significant other or a friend. I mean, you've had friends who, who have had obviously severe illness and have passed. Mm-hmm. I think that's the change. That was why change seems to be a little bit shorter. And it feels like it's happening faster and faster and faster because Life is moving fast. That's why I said in the beginning, it's March. I don't understand literally how we got to March. It's. But I think also it's coming to terms with your mortality. Right, right. And even, you know, I don't move as quickly as I did 15 or 20 years ago or as long or as I'm not inclined to do do things or participate in things that I might have right. back then. And I see that that is changing in relationships. And yeah. I'm more appreciative of, I've always been somebody, I, I have a lot of acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of close friends and that's completely wonderful for me. Right. Um, but I find even more now I'm less tolerant of a lot of stuff. I think that um, it makes me, Again, more appreciative and less tolerant, but also more inquisitive. I'm like, am I the only one? Am I a freak thinking this way? Well, you're not. If you're a freak, I'm a freak. Um, (laughs) I think here's the thing. I think that things that we used to be okay with, Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we have, we're, we've grown and, and we have realized that just because we were okay with it before, doesn't mean it was actually okay. And that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of grappling with right now things that I just said oh you know it's okay you know they do now it's like oh mine's too short not okay I'm glad to hear you say that and I want you to talk about this more you know we put out questions every month and one was how do I deal with feeling pressure from outside and specifically though not only social media so like she's the question was, I'm part of a big community on, you know, in social media. And I feel that if I don't want to participate in things, I'm kind of chastised. And I, how do you, what do I do? And, and the, yeah. that's a great question. And it's everywhere. Yeah. And it's every age. It's not just in our age group. No, it's everyone's but, feeling yeah, it. But the difference but, in this age is how we're going to, how we approach it. Oh, yes. Right. You kind and of I, don't expect it. And then there it is. Yeah. I remember being in high school and I remember feeling like I didn't belong. And I would make decisions hoping that if I said yes to something that I might belong and that they would like me. I feel like Sally Fields, they like me. They really like me. And here we are, fast forward to now, and I still feel the peer pressure. And the difference now is, is that I've never been a joiner in the first place. And now I feel I'm giving myself permission. I don't have to be a joiner. And it's okay. I don't want to do those things. Mm -hmm. And it is more and more on social media. The more I see what's going on in social media, and again, we I'm sure we all have our feelings. I'm sure our audience has our their feelings about what social media is. It used to be one thing and now it seems to be something completely different. It feels a little bit icky to me. And I don't go on as much anymore because I realize who cares if somebody doesn't like me? (laughs) right? Who cares? It feels so high school. And in fact, that's kind of what I went through for a while. I felt like I was back in high school again. Like, oh, if I don't do this, 
they're not going to like me. And how we do I remember thinking that when I first, my first book, when I started doing interviews and I am, have always been painfully shy mm-hmm. and people that know me don't think that because in my group with my people, I'm mm-hmm. not, but right. I would not, I was always behind the camera, never. And I was always, they wanted me right. to be on camera and that was pain, no way. So then I started doing these interviews and I would, I mean, this is the kind of thing, like I would get up and speak even in a group of friends and I would be like fighting back, like nervous tears. Like that's how nervous I would get. And I started doing interviews and I wasn't nervous. And now, and then I started thinking about it and said, I don't really care if, if, if I, I mean, I don't want to offend somebody, but if I say something somebody doesn't agree with or doesn't like, or they, they take away something that's on them. And I'm just trying to do my best. Right. And, and that's okay. I still, I am super, super sensitive and I still will feel like if I do something, I don't want to hurt somebody, even though I, and even though I will come across, like, I don't care. I do care. Yeah. And I I don't want to, I was part of a group, um, you know, like a private DM group on Instagram, not too long ago. And, and I just wasn't feeling it. And I, it took me forever to leave the group because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings or we talked about this person. And then yeah. I thought, well, I don't really, that I didn't care. It's like, if that's how it is, okay. I'm not feeling this. And, and it gives room for somebody who does. So it's a better thing. I, I think, yeah. I think we wake up one day and we say we're tired of the bullshit and we don't have to deal with this anymore. And I, for me, it's cathartic. It's almost like, Oh, I really don't have to do this. And look, Nobody is like giving me weird looks and nobody is like talking, at least I don't think so. Nobody's talking about me, but even if they were, it wouldn't really matter. And it's on them, not you. Because we're confident how we show up. And I think that that really is. I think as we age, and I think this is the big thing, as we age, we either get more confident or we hide and we go into the house and we hide. You know, the other thing I think at this stage too, we're not like, if I wish, like I do wish I could age backwards. Um, and that I felt like this in my 20s because I think I would have chosen many roads professionally, at least differently. Mm-hmm. And but I think when you're this age, you're not you don't look ahead of you for the next 60 years. Right. Thinking, I've yeah. got to build this everything I have and want to do is in front of me. And there's so much at stake. Now we do look right. at what's behind us. And so the stakes are different. You right. know, and I think that that really matters in how you show up. Yeah, or it should matter for you. I think it should matter. Yeah. And I think the other thing is to acknowledge that we individually may not be somebody else's cup of tea. <gasps> what? Yeah, exactly. What? But didn't we always think up until as, as now we it was like, oh, they don't like me. So like everybody, now it's it's we're I accept oh. I'm not and in fact, even in business, I do the same thing. I actually will tell potential clients um, not a good I it Maybe I'm not your cup of tea and it's okay. I won't be offended. Or you know what? This I might even say, you know what? I don't think this is a good fit. And yeah. you know what? I actually feel like, oh, I, I, right. I stood up for myself. Mm-hmm. I spoke for myself and the other person wasn't offended. Because I think that when you can walk that talk, mm-hmm. other people say, oh, well, she's doing it. Maybe, maybe I should try that. Maybe yeah. I don't have to do it. So I kind of figure that I'm a little bit of an example that way, but I truly just don't care anymore. And it's kind of a weird thing to really say that out loud because I honestly, Mel, as I'm sitting here, 
I really don't care. Um, there's, too many, there's too many things that have gone on in all of our worlds, as we have talked ad nauseum in my world. There's been a lot of health challenges. And when you have health challenges, that changes Nothing your perspective on everything it puts else. everything in perspective. It does. You know, we, you know, last month we went on a Valentine's cruise. And it's funny because, Dean, I mean, we're, we, we enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And we we especially enjoy being around our kids and their friends and younger people. Mm-hmm. And it's not uncommon that we'll stay up and, and hang with everybody. And this this time we didn't. And we really enjoyed a very different experience, um, listening to music, having wonderful dinners with our friends, and and we walking the ship at night instead of, you know, that next day going to the casino for another hour or whatever. And right. It was, it was kind of, we, we talked about it. It was like, yeah, it was kind of, we kind of felt like grownups. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, right? Awesome. It's not a yeah, bad and thing. It's being comfortable in your own skin. And, and it's more than that. It's your, the expectations, I think, that you manage for yourself mm-hmm. and, and appreciating, you know, again, where you are on the journey and, and perspective. And health does play into it. It totally does. And our, our, and our physical being changed, you know, plays into it. And the changes in our physical body also play into it as well. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. I mean, I went for a mammogram last week. And mm-hmm. every year I go for it. And mm-hmm. even though there's no breast cancer in my family at all, there's, there's always that fear, mm-hmm. um, you know, that maybe this is the year. Maybe... Well, uh, you know, and you I know, obviously yeah. I've had it. And after five years, you're, you're technically, you go back to, well, for me, it was seven because I stayed on tamoxifen for seven, but you, you go back to mm-hmm. just um, routine, not diagnostic. And diagnostic is when you wait in the office and they tell you right away, I'm blessed to be able to pay the difference. Right. I require the diagnostic still to this day because the anxiety that would come up in me having to wait that week to 10 days for, for you know, for the mail right. is, yeah. worth, is worth every penny. So yeah, I, 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 agree. Know what, I know what you're feeling. It's, it's, well, it's- what's funny about this and it's not funny. I mean, we know our healthcare system is broken. We know that it yeah. took me six months to get my appointment six months to get my appointment and it took two hours in the waiting room before they even took me in there were people standing outside i'm you don't i didn't even know i was going to talk about this but it goes in alignment with this there there weren't enough seats in the waiting room they were so backed up so i went in there so i had already had the expectation that everything else had been delayed i was going to have to wait for the results right i came home and there was a text they had already read the mammogram that's wonderful. I'm getting, it was like immediately. Wow. Uh, and, but then I, of course I was going, well, why couldn't they have been that way all the way through the process? But of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to look gift. I'm, I'm fine. A hundred percent fine. And right. I may want to breathe for another year, just, yeah. you know, a case, but they got it done, which tells me that they can get it done. Why yeah. don't they? <laughs> you know, and I, the way I approach it and, and the way that I keep my, and I've talked about my anxiety with my health and I've written about it at great length. Mm-hmm. Um, I go in, I mean, I pray that everything's okay, but for me, I know that I do take care of my health. I do stay on top of all my appointments right. and don't miss anything. So if there is something, it is so new. Right. That that is that gives me comfort and that right. helps me kind of keep those demons at bay. Which is hard. Yeah. But it's why we also that and it's this nice segue right into the whole physical 
piece Taking in care the of ourselves. Space. We have a great sponsor. We do. Miss Elaine and Core Strength 50 is still my go-to. And frankly, on the cruise, it was so easy. Um, it's everywhere. You 20 minutes. If you don't have 20, you can do one round. It's 10. Take a look and see what you think. If you're over 50 and you've hit a brick wall with your training, or you're just plain bored with your workouts, I get it. I've been there too. But don't give up or give in. Put yourself first. I've designed 20-minute holistic workout programs for us, and it's doable in 20 with consistency. CoreStrength50plus.com. You can change your body at any age. Hey, guys. Don't forget to check out CoreStrength50plus.com. She has a really, really cool perky butt exercise, so you can all have a perky butt. I know that we all want a perky butt, so check it out. And it works. It's a, I love it. It's fun. You have I, a perky butt, Mel. We know you do. Well, have well I try, but <laughs> it's, a good ex, it's a good series. It's really, really good. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in addition to that, I also walk, as you know, I, I put, as you walk as well, we take our dogs for a walk. It's a great way to stay in shape. So uh, as we get to this age, the changes in our body are obvious. And um, as long as we keep it up, I feel like we can live forever. I, that's what it feels like is if we keep taking care of our bodies, we have. The I think the now. walking um, has gotten more important to me mm-hmm. because it's become a bit of a spiritual yeah. Retreat for me, whether it's with my dogs or by myself. Right. I really love the quiet mm-hmm. and being out. And I live in the desert Southwest. It's just in all its glory every day. I'm, it's God's country. It's just incredible. Right, yeah. I think about it. Was so funny. So Mel Robbins, one of our episodes um, talked about birds. If you listen to birds for like five seconds, mm-hmm. even like right. it was a very short time. It can actually make you happy. And I, I went on like frantically and found bird apps because I'm, I'm going to do that. And then I'm walking outside and I'm hearing every bird under the sun. I'm thinking, I don't need an app. You don't need I, a bird app. I live in pure heaven and it does make you happy. I'm not a good person if I don't have my walks. I'm not happy. To, it's almost it's worse than if I don't have my coffee. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. And I'm wondering, you know, the whole thing with the birds and stuff. Uh, is that why we love having bird feeders and hummingbird feeders in our backyard? Mm-hmm. To hear all the birds chirping every morning, I wake up to birds. It's amazing here. It's yeah. it's amazing. I love that. Now, one of the other things that changes as we get older is our emotional, you know, mm-hmm. ability to um, respond to things um, or not respond to things, and about being vulnerable and all of those things. How is that? How how is that changing for you, Mel? As as we as we're getting older, I I really question the vulnerability component um and i feel it more and i don't know and and it really came to the surface during covid so i think there were just so many unknowns happening then and it was a scary time for everybody but i really i don't know it, it struck me and we what we talked about earlier how we approaching we just kind of go for it i felt like a little bit of that was was taken away I'm not so willing to do those things now. I'm not so willing to fly by the seat of my pants. I want, I need to feel a little more security. And I I am more needing to be in touch with my spirituality to help with that. And it, and it, it does, you know, my prayers, my friends that are in, you know, involved in the same pursuits. um, We really hold each other up and help, help each other in that way. 
Well, you know, it's funny, um, even my husband and I, now that he's passing through this um, cancer experience and he's now kind of getting through the other end, we have been talking about the whole spirituality thing and a whole um, taking classes together and learning together and experiencing together. And, you know, he's 11 years older than I am. And so there's a whole thing, you know, with that is... You know, but he, for the first time ever in our entire relationship since 1983, was never willing to do any of this kind of stuff, the spiritual uh, stuff, this self-development. And he is now. Wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have a partner in crime with that, you know. It is. And I think that um, however you find the chance to go through it and the way to go through it right. is what matters. And if it's not working, it's okay to change it. Just like, you know, friendships, if they're not working, it's okay. It, okay. We all are changing. And if people and situations served you in a way that no longer do, it's okay to let them go. Have you heard the expression that people come into our lives for a reason, a season, season or a lifetime? I think that that expression on at all periods of our life actually makes sense. And so I think that we run through that filter, right? Those mm -hmm. friends that came into our life because we needed them for whatever and we, they needed us, mm -hmm. they're, not, they're, we, they're not our friends anymore. And it's not a good or a bad thing. Simply, it was done, right? But you know what? Don't you go to that place? Mm -hmm. I, I do. I shouldn't say don't you. But I go to that place if, if a friendship is changing and it's like, did I do something is there something wrong with me that I can't keep friendships or that I'm not holding on to this, this person in this way and getting to the point where you say, no, it is okay because they're going through changes too. And they need different things and different experiences in their lives that right. they're probably not getting from you either. And it is, so it is, it's okay. It, yeah. is all it is okay. It totally is okay. And, you know, as we were making this list of mm -hmm. things that, change in our lives the big change for us as uh, as co-hosts of this show is our professional lives are changing as well um, we're really excited because we are now on youtube how fun is that and that's different for us we started as a live show right we were a live show and then we were a podcast and then we were a podcast that also had video and you and I had this whole long conversation of we, we need to do us. We don't need to do what everyone else is telling us what we need to do, right? Back to that peer pressure thing. Peer pressure, right? And so we decided to launch our YouTube channel. I mean, literally, we just launched the YouTube channel. So, you know, you guys know I love technology. So we have a QR code over here. And literally, all you need to do is take your phone and put it on camera and it will automatically scan that and will take you over to YouTube. And so we are making a request of everyone who is watching this. Our request is go and subscribe because you will get notifications every time we have a new show. And there's a lot of new things that are coming out as well that we're not going to talk about today, but you want to be subscribed because you will miss some of the stuff that we are going to be doing. That's really cool. It yeah. is, and, it, and that comes, that goes back to what we talked about being open to change because yeah. we were, we were both kind of not heels in the sand, but a little bit yeah. about some of the changes um, that were presented to us and opportunities yeah. that right. were presented to us yeah. that we didn't see coming and we didn't really think about. Right. And we, then we thought, why not? You know what? Life is short and fun and let's, let's yeah. enjoy it. And be open, be open yeah. because yeah. if you're not open, you won't even see it. That is, right? Yeah. So, 
we had another question that came in. This actually, this question was for you, Mel, and and it isn't a lot. It actually is one of the other changes that happened, and that that's the whole grandparents are raising the kids and intergenerational stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody sent. I'm going to read this. Somebody sent in a question. Um, specifically to you. You have spoken about having your kids back at home with you. One of my adult kids is moving back home. Do you have any tips? They would love some tips. Great question. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Well, first, thank you. And, and, um, and I appreciate that. And I, I am excited for you. Um, I have had both of my children and Mm -hmm. my daughter-in-law and their now baby, their almost two-year-old baby, with this, it's been an incredible experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think yeah. you got to set boundaries. Um, I would recommend um, and and just build on the relationships. And the funnest thing was was having my adult children home in their home, you know, in their back in their rooms. And but they're adults. They're not. They're the kids that left. So it really is starting over. And appreciating and respecting where they are in their life too. I'm not. I'm always their mom, but I'm not mama bear. Getting their, you know, getting off to school and getting them to their their, you know, games and whatever. So I would just say set boundaries, um, very clear ones, and and be flexible. If and appreciate that it that it's. I would assume it's temporary. Um, in fact, I just I had a total meltdown. Um, I'm making this public now. So. <laughs> My youngest um, moved into his house, the house um, that he was building. Um, he just closed. He moves in next week. So he'll be leaving. And what, when he was going through that a few weeks ago, Matthew and Heather started looking for a house. And um, he oh. went, when he, when COVID started, he's an editor and a producer in LA and they came here full time, but he was free. He went freelance. So he had to, you know, have um, two years of that under his belt for, to qualify. Right. And the, that time has come. And so now they're looking and I just drove oh away. I'm feeling terrible for you right now. Over and just had a little sob fest for myself. It's like, Oh my God, my nest is going to be empty. And then I put it all in perspective and you know, how blessed I am that they're in the same town, which I really never expected. And wow. that's awesome. So it was funny. And then, you know, and I have friends that have had their kids home and they, they are kind of excited that they leave because they're, they keep house differently and you know, it's crowd, you know, things change. You have to be able to um, kind of go with the flow on that. And that is the biggest thing I would encourage you to do again. Thank you for your question is to be flexible and really appreciate that it's temporary, that these moments won't come again. So as different as they are because I it's, I've had the best, what God now three years. I'm jealous. I actually am jealous. I sometimes think about the idea of having a compound where the whole family lives in sep- you know, homes. I totally want that. How uh, fun would that I told, be? I told Matthew and Heather, I said, you can move. Isla Joy is staying here. My granddaughter. <laughs> you can come visit anytime. And the dog, their dog. But <laughs> that's just, yeah, compound is, I think that's kind of my husband's dream. And, and, yeah. and we got this land and we're building this. I know. And we're, we're joking. It's like, well, we, we have room. We can build another house for you. <laughs> no, you know, and I don't think I would have ever even wanted that when I was 30. And I think that's the change, too. I think yeah. that that's all part of this whole conversation is that we start thinking about things that we never would have wanted 
as youngsters, as 20 years old, as 30 well, years old. Well, of course, why would I wouldn't expect them to sit back and think the, the way that I do about right. something, you know, with the same um, implications or right. needs or wants right. um, any more, like you say, than you would have at 30 because you're at a different, you're in a building mode right. at that age. You're not in an enjoying settling back, winding down mode that I think yeah. for the most part we are. For the I, most part. I don't know. Um, relationships change. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. And I, I want to take this opportunity to introduce this month's interview with Julie Chan. And she's a very successful um, interviewer. She's got a great show. I first came across her years ago. She did the, she had a, like a watch party for the Royal Wedding. And, um, and then she interviewed me on her show. And, and we've stayed in touch and stayed friends from afar all these years. And, and, She's gone through so many changes that I thought this would be great to talk with her. And then lo and behold, when we finally got to sit down and catch up, she threw some major curveballs. And and again, you'll see, and when you see the, the entire interview, which I encourage you to watch, and you can see it with that YouTube link, the way she approaches change. And I think we can learn so much from her. So please enjoy Julie Chan. So all of these changes, I mean, my God, the biggest change, 2020, the pandemic. How did that time affect you and your pursuits, whether, you know, with your family, with news and, and your career? So I don't actually attribute this huge epiphany and change yeah. to the pandemic per se, but I did have a life change during the pandemic. Um, and I've heard that many people did, and I am apparently one of those many, which is the realization that my marriage didn't work and it wasn't for me anymore. Um, it, the light went on just before the pandemic and looking back, I think it was years before that, that sort of the writing was on the wall and there were things particularly that my daughters were saying you know when my oldest daughter was five years old she said I'm never getting married and I'm never having kids and that broke my heart because I thought oh my gosh that is a reflection of me I must not show her that I enjoy motherhood or I enjoy marriage and I must make it look terrible that this is not a life she wants I can only imagine how devastating though, because I know how family, how important your family is to you. I never ever imagined getting a divorce. Divorce was the big D word. It's like, who does that? Like, not me, not anybody I know, not anybody, you know, in my family. Like that will never happen to me, no matter what. I will work through it. And um just before the pandemic hit. Um, I had interviewed a book author and I, um, came home really late one night and I somehow realized that this was not even a relationship. There was no conversation. I was so excited about this interview I had just done with this 97 year young book author who 
wrote a book and published it at that age. Uh And I got to interview her at this beautiful private club in Pasadena. And there were over 200 people there. And, you know, we were up on a on a platform and there were cameras and lights and it was such a fun experience. And I thought, I can't even share this with my husband because he's actually not going to care. I don't think that this is the marriage. This is the partner that is going to be able to support me in this journey. And I'm not talking financially. Financially, he was always very supportive. Um, But there's just so much more than that. I have so many career aspirations. And I know that I'm here to do really big things. And I will make it on my own. And I will be a role model to my daughters that they do anything. And they don't have to be in a relationship for financial stability. Well, we're back. How did you enjoy that? Isn't she amazing? She's so amazing. open to being vulnerable about the biggest change in her life, that being her marriage and, and the, the loss of it and, and, you know, what she gained for herself and her three daughters. And, and I commend her for willing to, to discuss it and, and share because, and she was so sweet. She said, if, if I can help one person go through these, this kind of change and these right. major life impacts, then I'm happy and I want to talk about it. So I really, really appreciate her yeah. it was sharing with our community. Check the show notes, guys. There's a YouTube link in there. You can go in and listen to the entire interview. All right. I know you're going to like it. Um, we always want to make sure that you know how to check out some of the cool things that we have. Um, again, QR code, take a look uh, that that way. Take a look. <laughs> take a look up there. Um, scan it. That's our Uncorked playlist. Mel always puts great music in there. It's always playing in my house on the different um, uh, Alexas that live all over my house. <laughs> I, you know, so it, I move from room to room and the music keeps playing. So we really want you to go check that out as well. And as we said before, go ahead and subscribe to us on Uncork Live on YouTube because we have some really cool things that are going with that. This has been quite the conversation. It has, and I hope it's it, it resonates with you. And if you know, um, reach out to us. We love your questions, and we'll we'll get to you privately. Um, just hang in there. Every day is new, and every day is if you're open to it, presents so many awesome opportunities to go through changes. And those changes can be really exciting. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you will stay with us. We'll see you next month right here on Uncorked Live. See you later, everyone. Bye. This is your time. Make the most of it.